City of Heroes podcast, episode 14. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Episode 14, this is Chooch. And this is Viv. And we are here with the continuation... Wait, okay, last was main topic. And we're off with the big. And then we were going to do continuation in the news if there was news. We have stuff to continue? Well, I mean, I did the general powers right. thing. Mm-hmm. And then you had prepped some stuff in answer to a question oh, right, the about spec and healers. The divisive and contentious healer conversation (laughs) but first there is some news as i understand it there's a wee bit of news so because i was lazy and didn't do the line by line by line comparison between Mm -hmm. the test server patch that we covered and then what actually went live Mm -hmm. there were two things that we hadn't reported on in that test server patch note conversation that Mm -hmm. went live one of them we covered which was the rickty portal issue And actually, I did a little more looking back through, and we haven't tested it. I think we've run some Rickty missions, but I think they were just like hunts. Or yeah, something. just street hunts. Street yeah. hunts for like and or they were missions lower for levels. friends. Yeah. So um, we haven't really tested the um, what you get from the comm officer now, but I did see that Castle, the powers guy, said that instead of the comm officer, which is a minion, it will now give lieutenant level rewards. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be the boost. Mm-hmm. So all right, we'll take it. The other thing was a change to task force and strike force missions. And y'all have probably heard of this by now. I know there's a huge amount of um, irritation on the forums. <clears throat> As of about five minutes ago, there were 60 pages of comments to, the, to, this, to this post. So let me read it real quick. It is from Lighthouse, and it says, Hi, everyone. We wanted to make you aware of an additional change that made it into the game update that went live on February 12th. Here's the patch note for the change. And its tasks, spawns in task force, strike force, and trials will now spawn enemies for at least the minimum size required to start the task force, strike force, or trial. For example, if a task force requires four players to start and a team of eight start, then the spawns will spawn for a team of eight. If four players drop out of the task force, leaving only four, then its spawns will adjust to the team size of four. If two more leave the task force, leaving only two players, the spawns will remain at a team size of four since that is the minimum size required to start the task force. Mm-hmm. Seen from discussion, some people thought that's how it was always supposed to be. Yeah, some people I don't think realized that there was something that people were doing called, they've called it a soft load where mm-hmm. you get everybody that you need the minimum number to start it. And then you either, unfortunately, some people would just kick, they'd say, Hey, let's run Citadel. And then once right. it starts, they kick everybody they don't want. Cause they really just wanted to solo it anyways mm-hmm. and run it with lower number of people spawns in the missions and get it done on their own time frame. And then other people would say, I just need you to fill for a few minutes. Could you, well, they've taken that option away unless you want to run against, you know, in some right. cases, four, six, eight, And like the Transcendence Trial, you can't do it solo. You have to have eight. And to continue Lighthouse's message, it said, um, such missions, the reason behind it, actually, such missions have always been intended to be group activities, hence the reason for the minimum group size requirement to start them. We feel that the group size requirements are certainly not onerous and that the need for grouping is a good dynamic in a social environment like City of Heroes. We want to continue to offer good rewards based on a group accomplishment through such missions and maintaining that requirement is the reason for this change. We know that finding out about this change after the patch is already live is not the ideal way to go about it. It was never our intent to, quote, hide or stealth this change out. It was simply lost in the volume of other changes spanning many months. 
One of the many aims of this recent update was to address exploitive behavior that could be used for influence slash infamy farming. This is especially relevant when considering recent problems with unwanted real money trade solicitations in game. Also included in the most recent update is the change to make it harder for the real money trade spammers to use that the in-game mail system for such advertisements. We will continue to make other changes as necessary to address the issue. Thanks in advance for your understanding and for your continued support. And then there's a link of where you can join the discussion. And like I said, <laughs> 60 pages. <laughs> And I took a sampling to see what has people really so angry about this. Mm -hmm. Part of it is that they feel like it did go in under the radar. They weren't Mm -hmm. allowed to comment on it before it went live. Right. Another part of it is that they think that it's, well, BS. They don't think (laughs) that they should have the right. They don't think that the game should tell them how to play the game. Uh If they want to solo it, then they should be allowed to solo it. They shouldn't be forced into doing um, more social activities yeah. and and we hear that same in lord of the rings online right. don't force me to interact with other people right. and i can understand that because sometimes i just don't want to talk i don't want to be bothered yeah. i hide i don't want to deal with people but you can still solo it you're it's, just going to have a really yeah, hard time just a lot more bad guys and yeah it's your choice to do a task force or not exactly Exactly. There's plenty of missions. There's radio missions. Mm-mm. Now, of course, you know, you get accolades realistically, and accolades and badges, but... Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, and, and then another one is people saying that this this aspect of it, of the real made money trade, that aspect of it mm-hmm. is just thrown in. They feel like they're just ex, ex, um, excuses being made for why it's gotcha. happening. I don't really see it as a problem. I never wanted to solo one. I enjoy, we're lucky in that we have each other to team with and we Mm -hmm. really enjoy teaming with each other. Although there are some snarky comments from time to time, (laughs) we generally move on and go on and have fun. It's going to happen. And we have that with, we have that same kind of thing with other people in the game. Some people, there's a handful of people that we just really enjoy teaming with. And it's Mm -hmm. a pleasure to do task forces. This weekend, we ran two respect trials and Citadel. Mm -hmm. And we had a great time on all of them. And I would totally do it again. That's why we do it so much. It's just fun. So that's one of the big things. And also coming from last episode's conversation about the question about um, strike forces, the person had... Mm-hmm. And so I did a little, a minimal amount of digging because, mm-hmm. you know, COV is not our known area, but I went ahead and looked it up and it says that, well, they're called strike forces. Rather than task forces. Right. Which I didn't even remember. I knew it was SF, but I couldn't remember what the S stood for. <laughs> and so basically it's, it's the same as a task force. And you kind of understand that, I guess it's started by talking to a strike force contact, Typically a unique NPC or signature villain. Um, There's a minimum level requirement, minimum team size. And now you know that it's going to spawn them for that minimum team size. Mm -hmm. Um, Also has a maximum level associated with it. Just like task forces, you'll be exempt down or malefactored down is what they call it on the the red side. Mm -hmm. Um, The strike force missions will spawn mobs at the strike force's maximum level, regardless of the team composition. Um, story arcs, blah, blah, blah. Now, um, the levels that are available according to the Paragon Wiki, there is Beast Beneath the Mountain for levels 15 to 20. So you have to be a natural level 15. You can't be level 5 and have a buddy exempt you up to 15 and have it work. It doesn't work. You have to be a natural level 15. And the maximum that the maximum level range is 20, but you'll hit 20, you'll be able to round the clock on that and be able to actually ding 21, but you won't earn XP after that. Mm-hmm. It's a minimum team size of four, and the contact is Virgil Tarakos. Another one is Pirates of the Sky, level range is 20 to 25, minimum team size four, and the contact is Silver Mantis. Temple of the Waters, uh, the contact is Strike Force Operative Renault. And minimum size of four, level range 25 to 30. Lord Recluse's, ooh, I skipped one, Crystal of Seraphina. The contact is Ice Mistral, minimum size four, and level range 35 to 40. And then Lord Recluse Strike Force, which is the contact, of course, Lord Recluse himself. Minimum size of eight, level range is 45 to 50. I don't know if those are all of them. Those are all that are listed in there. Mm-hmm. So you've got five available to you, which is a lot lower than what Hero Side has. Well, villains have a lot less of pretty much everything. Yeah. 
yeah. a lot less zones and <clears throat> I guess story arcs too I'd imagine because we've done some running in there we've got friends that have yeah. kind of chauffeured us around and you Just know the teleported really us early from place early to place. levels yeah and then but that one friend of ours that we usually game with he and his mm-hmm. wife um, literally teleported me to each and every zone mm-hmm. teleported me onto the, all the exploration badges so I've been I think in every zone that would allow me access to it and it's a it's a Decent size, but it is a lot smaller than Hero Side. So I'm glad that we yeah. got hooked on Hero Side. Well, some of the discussions side. we've had is how everything in the villain side is linear. So you go naturally from mission to mission to mission and from yeah. zone to zone to zone, where the Hero Side's much more organic and much mm-hmm. more scattered. And you can take a lot of different paths right. and do a lot of different things. Yeah. And, and so. And avoid um, things that you don't enjoy. Yeah. And so they're starting out. Primarily as villains. And then mm-hmm. coming to heroes, you know, one friend had felt really lost. Like, right. well, where do I go? What yeah. do I do? And because they were, you know, we're used to that linear. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I I, I do prefer hero side. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah. But, yeah. And you can see the new the newer hero content is going to the more linear. When they redid Fault Line. Yeah. It's a very linear story That's arc. That's true. The Rickety War Zone. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can still, but I mean, you still have the option of basically skipping that zone by yeah. taking other contacts. So sure. once you start that, you can follow it through in a linear fashion, or you mm-hmm. can bypass it and go to a different zone. Yeah. So another big thing, of course, that happened this week is we had all of the Valentines and the Jubilee and the Spring Fling mm-hmm. and all that stuff launch. And I don't think a lot of talk needs to go into that. I can't remember how much detail we went into it. It's all pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. We did run the new Atlas Park mission that's available from... Um, that woman, yeah, Verna or Vera or something like that. Right. And that was Liberty. That was disappointing. Only in that I was expecting instead of like just the flash or something like rose petals or wedding music or, you know, <laughs> something to tie it in is what it was. It was basically just to go through and click the glowies. Yeah. But it would be a good way to farm um, fire tarantula mission or for the badge yeah. because there's fire tarantulas in there so that'd be a good way to work on that badge if you wanted to you're right there in Atlas you know chit chatting yeah. with your friends in the peach pit just hop in take out some fire tarantulas get back and chit chat yeah, some more yeah it didn't really do much for me I mean mm-hmm. there's a little bit of story and then you finish it and there's no badge there's no nothing big super reward not it's even just like, a mission right not even like <laughs> so, the temp power of throw rose petals or yeah. something which might have actually gotten people to go over and buy the give wedding you, pack yeah give you a taste to go buy it yeah so that i mean i don't expect to get gimme gimme gimme's every time it yeah. was neat to run a new one but it was a lot like all the other click the glowy missions yeah. there really was yeah. nothing i don't remember anything really outstanding about it other than yeah. it was really easy to get to <laughs> But then, of course, the big thing was the wedding between Manicor and Sister Psyche. Yeah. One of our friends got into the test server and actually attended the wedding. And it's there, it's not a spoiler because you can't do it. So, you know, right. everybody knows. <laughs> if, you, if you've heard anything about it, you know that it turned into, you know, it was the wedding and Positron was officiating and Statesman was there and all of the signature. I don't know if all of them were there. I know Warwitch was there. I know Castle was there. Mm-hmm. Back Alley Brawler was there. But I don't know if all of them were there. But, you know, they have the wedding and they had their vows and everybody was there was 100 people per zone. And there were people jumping up and down and stuff like that in there. But I don't think that they were able to get on to where the actual wedding was performed. I know that there was power suppression. Mm-hmm. And I know that after they got to a certain point in their vows, of course, Lord Recluse showed up <laughs> and made some comments and it turned into a PvP zone. Right. And when she told us, it was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, I actually wished that I had taken the time to do it, even though I wouldn't have been able to get in, I'm sure. But it sounded really cool. And so she actually put up, she had done like a chat capture and Mm -hmm. so she put that up for us in our little local forums in our little group forums and then of course um people started posting screenshots and stuff like that and And then videos yeah that's what i was gonna get to (laughs) is that yes it's up on youtube if you haven't seen it and it's so much cooler than it sounded anywhere else so um you can go over to youtube and um, check out player posted video i was hoping that they would post something coh itself would post something like an official right they they did post a link to the comic so they've done the online Mm -hmm. comic so you can go see that and that's cool and isn't there a transcript Mm -hmm. of 
Yeah, there's the a transcript of the vows, and then you right. the, COH COH did the vows, COH did the the comic book, but then there's some really cool player posted videos on YouTube. So just go there, search City of Heroes wedding, and there's several. I I didn't look at all of them, but I did look at some. The ones that I did look at. Most of them even added music. So it added like this neat little (laughs) kind of real like you were watching a real somebody's home wedding video. Cavalier Cat added text. So like, you know, you've got you can see the chat screen, but it's like two inches tall. And blurry because it's YouTube. So um, Cavalier Cat actually took the time to scroll the text, the vows and everything, everything Mm -hmm. that was being said by the main players on the front of the screen so you could see the background you could see the letters on top of that so you could actually see what the vows were so that right. was cool um and you could understand everything that was going on and you could see the full pvp battle because what happened was you know recluse came in it turned into a pvp zone and ghost widow comes in and they start attacking apparently black scorpion was there and so everybody had plat power suppression nobody had toggles on no defenses mm-hmm. or anything so a lot of people, it looks like, got knocked out in the first, like, 0. 0.2 seconds of right. the battle. And then you hear all these, you know, powers toggling on. And then this massive melee ensues. And it's just so cool. I was so thrilled to see it. So thanks to everybody that posted that. Another good one was Samurai KO, is how I'm going to say it. It's all one word, Samurai KO. Mm-hmm. It was more of a trailer. It wasn't really the battle or the thing itself. Mm-hmm. It was just, like a wedding intro and then all of this stuff. And then it goes into a little, it was really, if, if they were going to really broadcast it out, this is what they should use as the trailer for it. Oh yeah. It was so well done though. And then Zartane, he didn't have any, he or she didn't have any text, but there was a really, um, so basically you just saw the screen and some of the people I noticed they were scrolling through, like there would be war, Witch, and they'd click the info on war, Witch to see. So you wouldn't have mm. a perfect shot of the entire wedding because they were looking at getting info at things that they don't normally see. I would do the same <laughs> right. thing. If yeah. I was standing next to Statesman, I'd pull up his info and check it out, but had a really tight, not a super tight, but a really good close up on the battle at the beginning of it. And the funny thing to me, and I actually tapped you on the shoulder and made you look over, was because the front row of attendees, (laughs) they just like this big group of people, they just rise up off the ground and they start rotating in the air. Tumbling. And it's a villain's attack because I've never seen it hero side. Or if it's hero side, it's a controller attack I've never seen. But they just lifted them up and it was almost like they were in a dryer just kind of tumbling around or like a hamster (laughs) in a hamster ball gone bad, you know? And then, um, so that was really cool. Comet Lass, also great battle shots. No text, but if you squint, you can see the chat balloons. You can kind of make it out. Mm. I recommend watching the Cavalier Cat one first, because then you can see the text in big letters, you can see what's right. going on, and then everything else you understand. And again, Calumet Last had really great shots of the people being rolled around in the hamster ball kind of things. <laughs> They're very cool. And then someone with the username AC0032Q, you can't really see anything. It's uh, pretty blurry, but it was still a good attempt. It's probably what it would look like if I had recorded it and tried to post it, <laughs> just like blurry and stuff. And then Gainsborough was the only one that I saw that instead of having music over it or anything else, mm-hmm. just had the game sounds. Okay. So it was really quiet. It was kind of eerie how quiet it was in the beginning because they weren't saying the words out loud. Right. It was just the chat bubbles and you could hear a little bit of like really light, like wedding music kind of stuff mm-hmm. in the background. But then you hear, you know, Lord Recluse, come, the, the sound, the, his first battle sounds, you hear everybody's right. toggles coming up. You hear the energy attacks, you hear all the blasts, <laughs> you hear the, the heal buffs, you hear everything going on. And so it was just, for me, that was, I really love the music on the other ones, but the game sounds one was just so like game immersion. You could really like, mm-hmm. I was in that one, I was actually going, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Cause you could really feel like you're in the battle and everything. So that was really cool. So, you know, big ups to Gainsborough for doing that, not covering up the game sounds. So that was all big news for the week. There were tons of complaints, people complaining about how they were able to get in and some things that devs did to try and bring order to the people around the usher. Uh I'm not going to go into that. They did the best they could. Right. You know, I wish that they could make it bigger. I wish they would post it so that everybody could experience the full screen of it rather than just a little YouTube screen of it. But I think they did the best they could. And it's a neat event. And I love the fact that they had Recluse show up and turn it into a PvP zone. Yeah. That is just so cool. (laughs) And the... the, uh the trade-off to have the limited number of people in there, but they ran it multiple times so more people could get in. And I'm sure it's all just lag issue. Yeah. 
There's only then, so many people you can have and so many powers you can have going before. When you turn it into... I mean, if they weren't going to turn it into PvP zone, they probably could have allowed more people. Yeah. But, I mean, that just makes it, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. So. Well, in our normal fashion, we'll play a promo real quick. Cool. Come back. Awesome. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit of email that leads into the healer discussion. Cool. The new and improved Geek Label Radio. We've rebuilt it. Better. Stronger. Faster. Every week, join the Kingfish. He likes to dip into the uh, icky. Super producer Billy Flynn. Let me see if I can crack some code. And the vicar. I give you the vicar. (laughs) The campaign (laughs) archard. As they rub down in Vaseline. Holy crap. No. Evil, evil, evil. Join hands. So good, I actually now have to go home and clean my pants. And share their feelings. I was taking them on four at a time. I don't remember any details. In a totally non-threatening head kind of way. Hear from industry veterans. This is Tracy Hickman. Hi, this is Jim Lee. Hi, this is George Takei. And your hosts, as they opine pointlessly. Let's talk about farting in public. Oh, let's. Yes. About comics, gaming, movies, and geekly news. Orville Redenbacher has risen from the grave. I knew it. You owe me six bucks. <laughs> Geek Label Radio. I like it. It's good. It's a total waste of time. But what the hell? So's EverQuest. Oh, that just happened. Another <laughs> fine product from geeklabel.com. Do a little dance. Make a little love. Get down tonight. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. Welcome back. I'm going to read a couple quick comments. There was a comment and then an email. And then you have an email that relates specifically to why we're doing this See. segment. And then afterwards, we'll do our normal um, feedback that's not related directly to this topic. So, of course, the topic, I did the thing about powers. We mentioned that we were going to do a special one on healers. And the term, the word, the archetype, defender, (laughs) apparently has a lot of emotions around it. (laughs) People feel very strongly about their defenders. They do. And the fact that they are not just healers. And damn it, they're not just healers. Yes. <laughs> and damn it's it. it's true. Obviously, it's true. Really? Um, especially, I'll get to somebody had uh, sent some really nice numbers cool. kind of analysis about it. Very cool. And we've always known that. And yeah. it's just that this is a podcast for casual gamers, for beginning gamers. Right. And for them to have the best experience they can in the game. Mm-hmm. For a new person coming into the game. If they're going to build a defender mm-hmm. and they're going to j- jump into pickup groups, mm-hmm. they're going to get berated for not having heals. Right. That's, that's just a that's fact. That's our experience. And Period. yes, defenders are primarily buffers and debuffers. Yes. That's what they do. They're awesome at it. And, you know, they're pretty hardy and they're a lot of fun and we have a lot of defenders. And they're very powerful. Yeah. But for the beginners, you know, I see that, that those other specs are more of an advanced topic because... You have to have a bit of a thicker skin. You have to have the experience to back up your choices right. <laughs> for building that way. Absolutely, Because people can be really mean out there. Yeah. And people get really pissy about this <laughs> on the forums. And so that's why we focused more on empathy and focused more on healing when talking about defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really for the beginners. And so, and, and we didn't have any, any flaming responses. The, mm, the no. comments we got were, you know, the, they were just, you know, hey, make sure you, you mention this because yeah. it is important. So the first one was a comment on our site from Zapping who says, I enjoy the podcast and I like hearing some of the news. However, I will say when it comes to defenders, focusing on heels is really only seeing the tip of the iceberg. And we agree. Even with empaths, the buffs are far more useful and powerful than the heels. Perhaps just my experience, but something I felt I needed to offer up. You might want to check out some of the Repeat Offender Coalition to see some of the ways Defenders controllers can read, oh, can uh, really change the game. Anyways, thanks for doing these. And so um, he's got a link to uh, repeat-offenders.net with some info there. And similarly, we had another email from Dribbler. Cool. Hi, Dribbler. So I'm not going to read through the entire thing. It's um, pretty detailed, lots of good info. Uh, And... So he says here, it's cool hearing about your guys' builds and what you like and why. For your Defender discussion, I thought I would try and throw some points in, though. Cool. You guys seem to 
seem to be emphasizing a lot on the healing aspect of defenders, and this is mostly because there seems to be more empathy defenders than any other of the available power sets, and they are what people focus on when they start going, we need a defender. Right. I've been invited to teams while playing non-imp defenders, then quickly booted as soon as they find out I'm not imp. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's exactly. I had that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we had our focus. Exactly. (laughs) So, and then he continues, we have had this discussion on Liberty a few times, actually. Defenders, healers, or buffers. Mm -hmm. We have pretty much concluded they are buffers, debuffers, not healers. For example, the primary sets, uh, this could be kind of off. I was just scanning through them real quick. (laughs) Dark has one heal, one res, one buff, four debuffs. Empathy has three heals, a res, and five buffs. Force field has five buffs, three debuffs, no healing. Kinetics, one heal, seven buff debuffs, does both. Rad does one heal, one res, one buff, six debuffs. Sonic mm-hmm. has three debuffs, one buff, debuff, five buffs. Storm has one heal, seven debuffs, one buff. Trick Arrow has nine debuffs. They are much more of a buffing, debuffing set than healing. Many sets don't have any healing at all. Absolutely. And he goes on to describe um, his favorite is an archery, archery defender. It doesn't have any heals at all. When he's on a full team on Invincible running into mobs of 15-plus bad guys, his massive amounts of AoE debuffs make them soft as butter. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. And then it goes into some other descriptions about kins and things. And um, absolutely agree. And 100%. That's a great, great breakdown. Thanks for that. Really appreciate that. That That's similar to what I did for my write-up for what we're going to talk about a little later. But mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with, like, the archery archery. I've played... A variety of other defenders so it's really cool to hear that right. aspect of it because you don't see we i think we've commented before you don't see that many archery anything in yeah. the game so it's really cool to see people playing it and really enjoying it and getting a lot out of it yeah and i think it was pretty obvious to every everybody that my likes dislikes when i went over each of the powers mm-hmm. and obviously imp defender was on the likes column because that's the what you mostly see and that's what people expect to see so again from the well, beginner's aspect that was the target audience and that's why we discussed it that way. And let's be honest. If you're going to play a defender, you're going to have a, in my opinion, because that's what this show is, it's our opinions. Right. So in my opinion, it's really hard to solo a defender. Oh, yeah. You are, a, at best, a, very, a weak blaster mm-hmm. and a powerful debuffer and buffer. But mm-hmm. if you're solo, there's only so much you can debuff something. You still have to be able to hit it with some power. Right. So, in my opinion, it's really hard to solo. So, you're going to be looking for a team. If you're brand new to the game, an empty the defender right. can get on a team in a heartbeat. That's good news and that's bad right. news <laughs> because you can get on a nasty, ugly pug where they're constantly screaming at you to heal and, you know, blaming you every time something goes wrong. That's the wrong group of people to play with. If they're relying on you as a healer slash empathy defender to keep the team alive and to keep things going, then it's a weak team. And you need to find someone, find another group that will be able to incorporate your strengths Mm -hmm. in and you can all roll through it. Yeah. Because if they're getting themselves into so much trouble that they are constantly needing heals, that's not the best team in the world. Now, that said, that's typically how we play. Yeah. (laughs) The people we really enjoy playing with, we tend to end up healing a lot. So One of the things that... uh that a dribbler says a good defender on a good team shouldn't always be needing to heal, heal. Exactly. Exactly. Just like a good blaster shouldn't have to blast, blast. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't, I don't believe most defenders job is to heal a party, but do their best to not have their party get hurt. But if you need to, then to heal them. Exactly. And that's how I play my, my primary defender is radiation, empathy radiation. Yep. And I spend at least half of my time, debuffing yep. and passing out buffs to the, the party yeah. and very limited healing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was where I wish if I could, you know, wave a magic wand when I built the very first main that I had was mm-hmm. a rad, rad defender. That was my first main. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my very yeah. first character. My very first character is my now level 50 empathy electric defender. Right. The second one I built was a rad, rad defender that I played up to 30, I think 35 or 36 yeah. because mm-hmm. you were playing your controller, right? your force field mind right. controller. And guess what? It's really hard to do as a duo. <laughs> it's hard to get any caught. And so we would be on teams and we struggled. Excellent survivability. They can survive anything. Yeah, they can live they, forever, but they but just can't finish, finish a mission. mission. 
So we tried different pairings and things like that. And through sheer frustration of not being able to find people that we could team with. And I even, you know, I had the rad or a heel and I even took the medicine pool, Mm -hmm. but it still didn't work. So we kind of abandoned those. We've talked about that before. They're parked in the high thirties. We'll get to them eventually when we find the right group dynamic, but we went to his blaster and my empathy defender, because guess what? You can solo really quick with a blaster and a healer. So that's what we did. And we do yeah. And we ended up with a really strong circle. And the other thing is that we rarely are ever teamed with people that want to take on that controller or defender buff debuff quote slash heal role. Yeah. It's always one of us doing it. So that's yeah. our, for, our frustration. Everybody wants to scrap or damage, damage, damage. Yeah. So, did you have any other comments before we continue? No, nope, that was it. You got the one email that leads into the right. I'm in mid leap on discussion. that. I've kind of gone out of order with what I was <laughs> going to say, but so we have a comment from Dryden of Taurai on Infinity, and I'm sorry because I'm sure I mispronounced the Taurai part. Uh, the comment goes, "Hey guys, found the podcast about four weeks ago, and I love it. Hope you guys keep it up." I was wondering, some of us don't know which classes have what as the best build. For example, I wanted to create a healer, but I wanted a good one. I have created a rad rad healer, but if <laughs> I want to make a controller, I have no idea where to begin. On your next podcast, could you discuss, discuss this quandary I am in? My first hero was a super strength and vulnerable tanker. I didn't know this class stunk until about level 23. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of thing I would like to avoid in the future. Thank you, Dryden. Okay. As you've probably picked up on Dryden, um, I don't, in my humble opinion, don't consider anything other than an empathy as a healer. Because although Rad Rad is extremely powerful and has a heal and Mm -hmm. a res, a really powerful res, actually, um, it it doesn't count as a healer to me. And, And at least well, not as a primary. Not healer. as a primary. Absolutely what people are expecting not. when they give you an invite. Right. So when if you say that you're a healer and they find out that you're a rad healer, it's possible you'll get kicked from the team because people are buttheads. Um, so it's very powerful and it has a heal, it has a res. I don't consider it a quote healer. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you just heard us talk about, my rad rad healer, we kept getting stumped. So as far as heals, even with medicine pool, and I'll go into medicine pool in a minute. But this opinion for me, the empathy power category being the healer is just my experience from playing different various defender types. Even if another type has a heal, while it's very powerful in its own right, it does just does not stand up as well as the empathy defender with the buffs and the, and the, the power generation and stuff like that it's able mm-hmm. to do. And now that said, don't delete your Rad Rad Defender. It is yeah. extremely powerful, especially if you take all of the debuffs available mm-hmm. on the secondary. Um, when I, you're, as an aside, when you're doing um, a really big GM's statements uh-huh. task force, that sort of thing, Absolutely. people scream for a Rad. For the debuffs. For the debuffs, yeah. because it is so powerful against AVs yeah. that, that it's great. It's just... Against anything, but you really see the big benefit against AVs and GMs. That's, That's what you have to advertise really yourself as. That, hey, Rad Defender, not healer. Healer, yeah. It's kind of misleading, mm-hmm. I, I think is what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Um, and as we mentioned, it was very frustrating when I was teamed with my Rad Rad Defender and Hubby's controller. There was just not enough damage. There weren't enough heals available when teamed with others since most of our usual group only run damage types. Mm-hmm. And so for more successful leveling in our situation, less stress, I just swapped to empathy. Mm-hmm. That was just it. It was the easiest thing to do. And I found that I could get on a team any time of day. If I wasn't in the local hide, even if I'm on a team, I get spammed three or four times. Do you yeah. want to join a team? Do you want to, we need a healer. Can you join? Do you have RAs? You know, that kind of thing. I can get on a team anytime I want. So if you want to talk about fast leveling, mm-hmm. that's, I think, one of the fastest ways to level. So if you do decide to build a true quote healer, I recommend that you do an empathy slash whatever defender. Now you can get um, empathy on controllers also, Mm -hmm. but the advantage for doing it on a defender is that because it will be the primary, Mm -hmm. you will get those powers faster than you would. You will get those powers faster as an empathy slash whatever defender than as a whatever slash empathy controller. You just attain those faster because they're primary primary power categories. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, by definition on the COH website, a defender 
is a long-range support specialist. This archetype is effective with ranged attacks, though not quite on par with the blaster. But the defender's true worth shines in another area. Defenders are the premier helpers in the game. They are best at strengthening their teammates' abilities through buffing and weakening foes through debuffing. They aren't built for lengthy hand-to-hand combat, though they aren't fragile. The defender needs to keep an eye on both his teammates and the enemy in order to see which requires his powerful attention first. The hit points are low, the damage is low, the primary um, is buff, and the secondary is ranged. And then for the controller, this is to kind of help you decide which end of empathy you want to go with if you do decide to build a, quote, in my opinion, true healer. Were there enough disclaimers in that? (laughs) I think we got it covered. Okay. So the controller is at the same time the weakest and yet the most powerful of archetypes. The controller has few offensive attacks and possesses the fewest hit points. But the controller has access to a range of powers that no one else has. The control power sets. Armed with these powers, a controller can affect the behavior of villains, from freezing them in place to routing them away. Armed with such abilities, the controller is the backbone of many groups involved in large-scale battles. But the controller depends on his teammates for protection. Low hit points, low damage. Primary power control, secondary power buff. And that's why we took forever to take down groups, because mm-hmm. we were both low damage, low hit points. Neither one of us could tank. Neither one of us could, you right. know, DPS. So that wasn't the smartest pairing. But we learned. <clears throat> now, to break it down, why... An empathy, in my opinion, is the best healer. I mean, when you look at the darks, you look at the rads, not the rads, but when you look at dark and kinetics, mm-hmm. you have an accuracy check. You can miss your heals right. because of the the way they are, and I'll go into that in a minute. There's no accuracy check for empathy. You right. have heal other and heal aura, and you have absorb pain, and those automatically fire off. Yep. You don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to hit. Yeah, and one kind of overall healing thing in City of Heroes. For people coming from other games, from Uh WoW or Lord of the Rings, healing draws no aggro. No aggro. Which is so different from other games. It's so sweet. (laughs) Playing City of Heroes and then going to Lord of the Rings online and it's like, ow, why are they hitting me? Ow, ow, ow. Oh, I forgot it aggros. I want to go back to COH now. (laughs) It hurts less. So here's kind of a breakdown going between the Defender build for Empathy and the Controller build for... um, for empathy at level one, according to the planner that I use at level one for a defender, you get healing aura or heal other at level two. You can also get, um, absorb pain open. So at level two, you have access to, you can only select two, but of the three, you have all three available to you in the first two levels. You can take the other heal at four. So by level four, you can have all three heals. If you wanted them, I don't, I don't, don't personally recommend Absorb Bane at level four. Mm-hmm. At level six, you get Res. At level eight, you get Clear Mind. At level 12, you get Fortitude. At 18, you get Recovery Aura, which is um, the one that helps your group recover their endurance faster if mm-hmm. they're in range when you drop it. Uh, regeneration Aura heals uh, increases your regeneration rate of your hit points. And then Adrenaline Boost, which is like a wonderful mixed bag of goodies. <laughs> <laughs> And so by 32, for a defender, you have your entire power set for the Mm -hmm. empathy. For controllers, you don't finish out until level 38, because at level one, you can get healing aura. At level two, heal other. Absorb pain at four. Res at 10. Clear mind at 16. Fort at 20. Recovery aura at 28. Now, catch what I said there. Defender gets it at 18. Controller gets it at 28. Yeah. We really felt that when... We did our little when we did our special gaming group for couples mm-hmm. because I decided to do a controller empathy mm-hmm. and it was painful. Those you really felt that ten level difference between getting that endurance boost. Yeah, and and that's a that's a pretty wide range eighteen to twenty eight. You know the levels start coming slower, yeah. so yeah, uh, it's yeah you, yeah you feel it. Yeah, I mean the XP leveling curve will help now, but right. you know it wasn't there it's when only we were go doing so it. Far. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get, so Recovery Aura at 28, Regen Aura at 35, Adrenaline Boost at 35. So there's, it, it kind of catches up at the end. You max out on all the powers available for a Defender at 32. It's 38 when you're a controller. But that 10 level gap between when you could have had a Recovery Aura is just excruciating. Because mm-hmm. that's when people, I think, are really getting the higher endurance draining attacks. Right. And trying Lots to accommodate for it. And, exactly. Yeah. Now... Looking at the other power sets besides empathy, and we are only 
focusing on healing powers. I know about the buffs and the debuffs. Dribbler did a good job in covering those. Yeah. But the question that we were presented was healer. Right. So that is why I'm focusing here. For the other power sets, for defenders, you've got radiation emission. Radiant aura is available at level one, and it heals the area around you. So mm -hmm. anybody in your range will get the heal. There's no accuracy check as it fires off the green goodness. Mutation is available at level eight, which is a buffed res for your target. Mm -hmm. You have increased accuracy, damage, endurance recovery, and attack speed. Yeah. So it it's not just res, it's res plus. It's right. very strong. Of course there's a crash. There's a crash. But it doesn't seem to be it's, too bad. No, I don't it's not a killer, in yeah. my opinion. Not from what I've experienced getting her to thirty eight or no. whatever. Now, the rest are very powerful foe debuffs and ally um, buffs. Some say it's the most powerful in the game, and you will oftentimes hear a call for a rad when you're taking down a uh, giant monster. It is uh, radiation emission that they want with all the tasty debuffs. And then you've got Dark Miasma, which is for dark defenders. Twilight Grasp at level 1 is a heal that has an accuracy check, meaning it can miss. You target a foe and it will heal you and allies in range of you only. Howling Knight is available at level 6. It's a group heal for any fallen allies in range of you. You must target a foe for it to fire, which brings aggro on you. If I recall correctly, I've only played my Dark Defender. Well, it's an accuracy check. Well, right. It's an accuracy check also. I didn't put that in there. And that's actually a res. It's a group mm -hmm. res. So if you're standing in the middle of a dead team, <laughs> I'm sorry, a <laughs> defeated team, right. instead of them going to hospital, you can target a foe and they will res if it hits. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I've only played my Dark Defender very low level so far. But I think that it is, you know, an accuracy check mm -hmm. and draws aggro. Right. But Someone else can speak to that. I'm sure we're going to get feedback on this episode. And then Kinetics Defenders. Transfusion is available as, as at level one. It's an aura heal around the target. Mm -hmm. So Dark Miasma, they need to stay around you. Transfusion, you need to try and target those bad guys around the people in danger and try and transfusion heal mm -hmm. off of that. If you or your allies are not in range of the target, you will not get the heals. Yeah. It can be very tricky with folks on a team that have knockbacks or, I mean, if you've got an energy or a storm, mm -hmm. you're going to have trouble with transfusion. Yeah. Uh, it's still, it's a very exciting way to play. There's just, <laughs> I get such an adrenaline rush when I play a, a kinetics, which is why that's yeah. what we're talking about playing next. And I think it's the most powerful single heal in the <laughs> oh, game. Oh, it's huge. To compensate for that chance to right. miss and chance for them not to be in range. Right. It is, it's really powerful. So I tend to do all pick a, a melee, a tank mm -hmm. or a scrapper, target yeah. through them yeah. and hit it so it hits whatever they're attacking because you know they have to be close to it to yeah. attack it. And then yeah. and when it hits, bam, then slot lots of accuracies. It's it's a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and that was the thing is I would max out the accuracy um, enhancements, but I would also carry a full tray of accuracy inspirations mm -hmm. for when you were going up against the big, big guy, you had to make sure those things were going to yeah. hit. But it's just such an adrenaline rush because you don't know if it's going to hit. Right. And you don't know if you're going to target the right guy. And so at any time, <laughs> the whole team can go down. And it's so exciting. And it's so much more fun than playing in empathy. I mean, it's not that safe, secure, you know, you're going to hit it every time. That's what the groups right. want. That's the easiest to level. But it's so thrilling. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the heels are very powerful, as Chooch said. But again, because of the accuracy check, as we stated, the heels can miss like Twilight Grasp does. There's no resurrect available. <clears throat> then as another defender heal option there's storm summoning storm summoning has o2 boost mm -hmm. it is a single ally heal with resistance to disorient stuns and sleep you cannot heal yourself so you could mm -hmm. heal one target and then it recharges and then you could heal another target right. it would be great it it is a great secondary quote heal position yeah, it's a backup it and it's not even just a backup it's the o2 boost itself is so strong it's got mm -hmm. nice buffs to it mm -hmm. so either way it's it's a very powerful one it just and let me say that when we first started the game my entire screen every slot i had was defender 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 i had you know i had a storm grab i had rad rad i had dark i had all these different types and it was the empathy and the rad rad that stayed in my slots because mm -hmm. I found those to be the most powerful, the ones that I could get the highest in our teaming situation. You right. know what I mean? Right. If we had a different teaming situation, I would have played up a dark, dark defender, mm -hmm. you know, all the way to the top. But that's just not what worked out for us at the time. 
Now to go into the controller side of the world, you look at a radiation emission. Radiant aura is a, um, at level one, mutation at level 16. And again, that's the souped up res. Mm-hmm. Um, dark miasma, there is no dark in controllers. And uh, kinetics controllers, transfusion at level one, again, um, storm summoning, you get O2 boost at level two. So those are your heal options. And if you look, I mean, just looking at it, you can see that empathy has three heals available. That is what people look at. The buffs are super strong. The clear mind can can um, prevent or free people from holds. Mm-hmm. Fortitude really increases people's accuracy. Yeah, gives them some defense. It does. And then recovery aura, again, you get the re- recovery of endurance faster, regen aura, recovery of hit points faster, adrenaline boost, a mixed bag of various things, all very powerful. So that's why people, that's why people look for empathy. Because if you have... Um, a week, a semi-week, a not as quite as strong team, you can really turn it into a powerhouse with an mm-hmm. empathy. These others have extremely powerful buffs. Some of them have heals. Even if they don't have either, they're very, very strong. So they're they're all enjoyable and helpful to a team, but our discussion is healer. So we can also talk now about the medicine pool power, mm-hmm. which is available. You know, that's the one that opens up at level six, where you can either take hover or you know, hasten or whatever. One of the Um, utility pools. Right. And any hero can do it. A scrapper, a tanker, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I do have medicine pool on my Rad Rad Defender just as a desperate attempt to try and get what we needed for the team dynamics that we were running Mm -hmm. to try and get her up to a 50. I don't like it. It's fine on her as a supplemental if we don't have a healer, but I don't like it because it's interruptible. Yeah. Um, so I really don't recommend it as a sole source of heals. I've been known to supplement, like I said, with that, but it doesn't always go well. Mm-hmm. Um, Aid Other is available at six. Stimulant is available at eight, which is kind of, it's kind of like a CM sort of mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then Aid Self is at 14 and Resuscitate at 20. Again, all four of these are interruptible and very fragile too, because I mean, I can be on hover way up in the air trying to heal people and somebody five feet away gets hit and I'm still interrupted. It's very yeah. fragile. So that's that's pretty much it as far as that goes. But I do just kind of want to warn people from what you've picked up that there is a substantial, substantial amount of scorn by some players for using the term healer mm-hmm. and even for playing an empathy defender. And while we did not get any nasty comments or snarky, you're an idiot, kind of things here as chooch knows i did get that in another venue recently where you know we offered up something and got i got what i likened to like a verbal smackdown right for daring to use the word healer on this our podcast right i should not use the term healer in our podcast so i was a little offended by that but the argument was that you should prevent the need for healing or res by using a more powerful defender using the very powerful buffs and debuffs available to them i totally agree with that i'm I'm never happier when i don't have to heal when the team is strumming along on my buffs Mm -hmm. and i'm able to help out with my pathetically weak little (laughs) attacks and you know scouting for cues and all of those sort of things so i I, the problem there is that that you can be the most powerful debuffer and buffer in history, but people, particularly on pickup groups, are mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> and lemmings. no debuffs in the world are going to stop a scrapper who goes one direction and a tanker who goes the, the other, other and direction. brings three groups on top of everybody's head. In two seconds. And guess what you need? You need heels, <laughs> big time. I really don't want to get into the nastiness of that debate, though. Yeah. Um, but I do tire of people thinking that just because my main is an empathy defender that I just don't understand the power right. of the others. They assume that because I use the term healer that I just don't understand. I just sit here and I go, heal, 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 heal. And I leech XP from the tank, the team and I don't do anything else. Um, that's just wrong. Anybody that's teamed with you or I, because we have similar healing mm-hmm. um, kind of techniques, they would. They all tend to think that we're pretty good healers and they're very anxious to team with us again. Another frequent comment is that a good team won't need heals or res. There's a, but there's basically just a huge amount of debate. There's a lot of insults that get thrown around in the discussions. Mm-hmm. And they just, a lot of people just won't, for whatever reason, whether it's 
I have a defender. And every time I got on a team, I got kicked for not being empathy. Mm -hmm. There's a chip on the shoulder, I think, at that point where you grow a resentment towards the build, even though it's never done anything to hurt you. (laughs) Right. right. You know, there are a lot of jerks in the game. Let's be honest. There are. Yeah. It's a social game and there's a lot of young people and it's what it is. And a lot of older players that have been playing MMOs forever Mm -hmm. and... You can't tell them anything, and if you don't agree with them, then you're an idiot. Right. And they aren't going to waste their time on you, but they're going to waste their time on you insulting you. Right. So <laughs> there's a – I mean, I don't know. Um, I I don't really care what people think. And this is our podcast, and mm-hmm. as I told that person, I respectfully listen to your opinion, and I'm, you know, willing to respect your opinion if as long as, you know – I don't know. I, I just felt like it was a personal attack. Right. And it offended me, and I gave him every respect in my response, and I still got a reply back saying, even after I sent that, he mm-hmm. sent another reply saying, basically, that you don't understand. I would rather <laughs> see people not go down rather than having to heal them. Well, I think we're kind of t- taking the same stand, just verbalizing it differently. Right. So if I seem a little um, jumpy on this subject, I am, because I just got a verbal assault from it. And I just um, typically avoid those kinds of things. You won't find me posting in the forums, in the healer discussions. I don't get into it. Everybody has their own opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly spamming buffs and debuffs. But I do heal when it's needed. That's kind of like my job. If I were a tank and I didn't tank, people would get pissed and they'd kick me from the team. And my (laughs) ultimate goal is to level and to do well with my team. I do play several control, different defender and controller types of the 10 different characters on our main server. Because the other two are just th- goofy ones that I made. <laughs> I only count 10 out of the 12. I have four defenders and two controllers. I also have a tank, a blaster, a scrapper, and a peace bringer. And those four, other than the blaster, are very low. On our alt server, out of six characters, I have three controllers, two defenders, and a blaster. I clearly enjoy the power of the defender and the controller builds. Across the two servers, I have four empathy tunes. Because that is the thing that is always in short supply when mm-hmm. we group. Period. I also have Rads, a Dark, a Sonic, and Kins. The Dark and Sonic are very low level. I'm hoping to play them higher um, when the right team dynamic comes along because they're fun and very powerful. I'm really excited to test out the Dark. It looks like a really fun build, and I'll get to stay alive too (laughs) because it heals on me. But um, like we've said so many times with the way we play, I don't play solo. If I played solo, I would probably play a different type of character altogether. But because I play with family and friends, I feel the need I feel that need Mm -hmm. and it's what matters to me. And so the opinions of people like the person that did not agree with me and felt like he needed to hammer it home with a sledgehammer, it bugged me, but I don't team with him. So I don't really care. I'm not going to change my play style. And guess what? I'm going to keep using the term healer Mm -hmm. because that's the choose (laughs) that I term to uh, the, the term that I choose to use. Just like if he had a podcast, he could call it whatever he wanted. Right. So (laughs) hopefully I didn't whine too much about that. Hopefully you understand the um, animosity available in the discussion. And I'm so grateful that the people that listen here that responded to us Mm -hmm. don't take that tack because I was really nervous when (laughs) when we got the email and we said, oh, well, we'll talk about healers next time. And then when when we saw that we had responses, I literally kind of flinched, kind of going, okay, toggle on the defenses. (laughs) Here it comes. And I was so relieved to see that we don't have those kind of people that comment back. I'm so grateful because it would have been my first reaction was like, forget it. I just don't even have it. We're not going to talk it. Cancel the healer discussion. I don't want to do it. And he was like, no, no, no. Listen to what they're saying. So I was like, I listened and I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are the awesomest. Totally. But we did have um, two other comments on episode 12. Yeah. Were you going to read those? Go for it. Okay. Well, we have one from Troy Hickman, and I'm um, guessing he's commenting on me repeatedly saying while reading the news, oh, this must be so dry and boring. Oh, right. But he says, not dry at all, folks. You two are like the Bob Greasy and Larry Zonka one-two punch of COH podcasters. But for the love of Zod, make sure you wear a cup. (laughs) (laughs) And Troy, this won't surprise you, but I had to go look up who those people were. (laughs) Because I'm not a sports girl. I'm a gamer girl. (laughs) So cute, though. Um, And the nail bunny. 
I think commenting on us being so sad and emotional over not having oh, comments. Yeah. <laughs> Nail Bunny says, you guys go emo. Yeah, right. You guys laugh too much for that. <laughs> and we also had two new comments on um, mm. iTunes. So we oh, got a yeah. lot of love this week. Do you want to yeah. read those? Yeah, there's a couple new reviews on iTunes, which we're very excited to see. Yay. Um, and they're kind of out of order, so I get mixed up in ones that we've acknowledged and ones that we haven't. And we're disagreeing, so <laughs> we're in disagreement. So one was a nice short one um, from Blaze122775. Just says, simply says, I love the game and love the podcast. Yay. Us too. <laughs> well, especially the first part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, I don't think I had read one. There was one that has to be Nail Bunny. I mean, that says... Uh, only it says by punk bunny. Oh, well. <laughs> but, you know, come on. <laughs> Nail punk. Yeah. Great podcast for COX fans. I started this game because of these great podcasters. Oh, Aww. I said great. I've listened to a few married podcasters, and these actually sound like they really enjoy each other's company. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and just a few shows, they'll have you feeling like a good friend and joy. Aww. It was awesome. And one, uh, let's see, great hosts, great content, great podcast by KTC259. It's about time we get a regular City of Heroes podcast. Preach on. Useful for beginning, intermediate, and experienced gamers. I've been playing for three years and I'm learning new stuff. Wow. The hosts are enthusiastic and well-spoken and Viv has a sexy voice. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Baby. My only complaint is that I wish they would bring the same enthusiasm over to City of Villains in hopes that it would actually get me to play it. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> and someday we may play Villains more, yeah. but um, there's just still so much to explore Yeah. in, uh, in the hero side. We have yeah. so much fun with it and the people we play with. So That's um, our biggest problem is getting our content down to like, you know, forget bite-sized nugget. Right. <laughs> we were going for 30 minutes an episode and we just can't do it. You can so. clearly say we've totally given up. <laughs> I'm not we even going to mention 30 minutes anymore. No, that's and laughable. People have responded, hey, give us more. We want longer episodes. Yeah. So, hey. We're giving you what you're asking for. Hopefully the rest of you don't mind right. it. <laughs> we just got, it got really complicated, complicated trying to split the episodes into two. Yeah. So we decided we would just let it run and you guys could pause it and listen later <laughs> if you were willing to. Oddly enough, it's less work for us <laughs> to make longer episodes. Mm, go huh. figure. Wow. <laughs> so that's what you're getting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you for the comments and the reviews in iTunes. That's so cool. Yeah. Especially, I think maybe the emo whining worked, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because <laughs> we have a so couple more this week. emails. We do. And a voicemail. I didn't know. I think we'll do the emails all together cool. and then save the voicemail for last. All right. I feel love, guys. Thanks. Yeah. This one, I specifically didn't read you Uh-oh. before. So you can hear it. Jeez. <laughs> That's cute. There's a somewhat easy way to remember the con colors. Oh, hey, cool. Hey, guys. Thought I'd drop you a line and let you know I really enjoy your podcast. I posted a review of it in iTunes to let others know how great it is. Thank you. Awesome. Also, Viv said she had trouble remembering the colors of the mob cons. Mm-hmm. Here's a way to help you remember. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sense how special I am on this issue. <laughs> so blue is beneath my notice. Oh, okay. Green is go. Okay. White is, eh, why not? <laughs> okay. Yellow is yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Orange is oh snap. You used a different word. Oh snap. <laughs> we don't want that explicit tag. Right. Red is run. <laughs> and purple is a painful way to die. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hope that helps. I'm going to have to print that off and put that on my monitor so I from, can kind of train myself yeah, to it. From Sky Streak. Thank Thanks. you. You know, the purple is the only one that I can remember because purple is my favorite color. Right. It's my favorite XP to get. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank mm. you. There was one who had written in about the problems with the truncated episodes. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not going to really get into it. There's some technical info. He basically um, had forwarded an email correspondence with some, with another podcaster. Okay. That's showing that they're having the same thing. Yeah. Um, and this was actually from Young Jedi who had done a comment on iTunes yeah, before. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so basically said, I thought you guys might want to see others are having the same issue as you mm. um, with the truncated shows on iTunes. 
there's a forward of a conversation I had with Brent from Virgin Worlds. Okay. Um, and, and mentioned you guys should join that collective of his. It would help your help your exposure. Plus, he and Brendan used to play COH. Oh wow! <laughs> so I'm totally gonna check that out. I had brought up the site, but I haven't had a chance to really go into it. Yes, get to work on that, Chooch. Snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it helps keep up the good work. And hey, Viv, it was actually the way you said tasty. <laughs> My wife hits me in the arms now whenever I talk about it. <laughs> oh, no. no, 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 no. No, marital strife. Please, no. Tell your wife I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the best. I'm now playing COH oh. again because of you. Don't oh. stop the good stuff. Wow, that is so flattering. Thanks, as always. <laughs> Thanks, man. And so the one, um, so this Virgin Worlds, it's actually a collection of a whole bunch of different podcasts. Okay. And all gaming related, looks oh. like. Um, and so they had mentioned that they also have the problem with truncated shows and yeah. with lots of different shows. And, and like I mentioned, talking to some other podcasters, it really is affecting everybody, which makes me, I mean, I hate that it's happening, yeah. but it makes me feel better that, that, that I something. didn't just pick a horrible hosting company right. and <laughs> that I'm and not that doing something wrong. <laughs> right. Bad shoots. No, it's <laughs> and it and what we're finding though is it's all from iTunes or are they finding it's in other places? It really too? seems to be something in iTunes. Oh, that's so yeah. frustrating. They're gonna kill podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um Thank and, you for that. Yeah. And we had another update from Nail Bunny. Awesome. Um, what we up, had bunny? an interesting thought. <laughs> I was wondering what you guys think about creating an area that allows your listeners to post pictures of their heroes and villains. I'm not really sure what work goes into creating something like that, but I would officially rate it as super neato. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see everyone's heroes and get inspired to create some really out there villains. And I gave this a little thought. Yeah. Can we has? <laughs> we can has. We can has. On a previous blog I had, I mm-hmm. had implemented a photo gallery. Right. And so I haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. but I I know I can do it with pretty easily. Yeah, and you love um, playing with that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to do that. That's awesome. I've gone back and forth about having an actual forum. Yeah. There's so many forums out there. Yeah. And for a forum to be successful, to keep people coming back, you know, you have to kind of reach a critical mass of people that keep updating. You know, there's no reason to come check in if people aren't talking and you really have to have enough people. So I don't know that I want to put the effort into doing an actual forum yet um, unless people really, really want it. So that's one way to do it is to create a forum and part of the forum has a photo area yeah or i could just do an actual photo gallery let's do a photo gallery but to start with that's a good step because the, there's so many like you said so yeah. many forums the only fear is that people have to register like a username and password if they want to post photos yeah and then if i implement a forum then they got to scrap that and do a new one but eh, i'll see how easy it is to do either one and yeah. whichever one's easier is it'll go up first <laughs> Yes, I'm lazy. Yeah, we're in the middle of renovations <laughs> on our house too, so oof. If people are really excited about a forum and think they'd, you know, would be really active, then yeah. um let me know and I'll be happy to put one up. But I just don't know that we would have that critical mass to no, make it successful, I, make it keep going. I and I agree with you. I think we go forward with the photo gallery, maybe mm-hmm. have it as kind of like a little community thing. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely do that. Good idea. Really good idea. I'd love to see what people have done. Yeah. And we had, finally, a voicemail. (gasps) Cool. And I will give a play. Hi, uh, this is uh, James Collin from Mississippi. I just wanted to say I like your podcast. I uh, work at night, so uh, I usually listen to you guys while I'm working. Uh, I am definitely looking forward to all the changes that you were talking about in your uh, news episode, and I'm also looking forward to Double XP Weekend, but I don't know what it is. I think maybe some evil demon has gotten into City of Heroes, and they give them my schedule beforehand so they know which weekends I'm going to be the busiest, so that that's when they're going to have Double XP Weekend. Because as it turns out, my brother-in-law is coming to town, and there's a birthday party, and the only day I'm going to have is Sunday, and then after that I have to get a nap in so I can come back to work. Oh, poor me. Wah. All right, have a good one. Oh, man. So sorry to hear about that, man. That stinks. Yeah. So you have to report and see how much yeah. time you got in since it's clearly passed. Right. Um, and this same similar thing with our son. Yeah. He seemed to be doomed. This is the first 
double no, XP I think weekend. This is the second double yeah. XP weekend that he actually fully got to enjoy. Yeah. Because every other time he would be out of town mm-hmm. with family and for other things yeah. and such, got drug away. Such anger when he would come. <laughs> so what level did you get to? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to this level. Oh man. <laughs> I remember I think one time we didn't tell him it was coming. Yeah. And he got home oh. and look was looking over his shoulder and like what happened? How are you 35? <laughs> Uh, we didn't want yeah, to break because you, feel, you don't want him off visiting his dad going, I could be getting double XP yeah. instead of sitting here watching TV and eating, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, we try to minimize that. But luckily, I think it's been the last two that he's been home for it. Yeah. And he went from level 14. Right. To 27. Yeah. <laughs> so he did well. He rode the XP wave with us for a long time. And then when, I guess it was Sunday morning before we got up, he got on a really great pickup group and he just <laughs> rode that for a long time. So. So cool. Thanks. Thanks for the voicemail. Yeah. And I just love hearing how people like, oh, I'm at work and I listen to your podcast. It's just, it just kind of is so flattering to me that yeah. people like actually listen, <laughs> you know, so cool. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And, you know, I have realized um, this is my the pleading part of the mm-hmm. podcast where I We're put out a plea. plea because we whined about the feedback. And we got so much feedback. Yeah. This episode is awesome. So please keep it coming. Yeah. But there's always a but. Uh, a few episodes ago, I had mentioned that we would do, we would be happy to highlight different people's SGs right. and give props and give some promotion and, you know, so they can get some recruiting done. And I haven't had anybody who's yeah. responded. So I just want to put that out there again, that if you have an SG that you're proud of and that you, you know, want to get some people, get some more members and um, throw us something, whether it's voicemail, comment, email, whatever, yeah, with the, the name and how to pronounce it right. And the, the <laughs> server and you know, just kind of what your guys' philosophy is, what yeah. type of SG you are, because there's a lot of different types that, you know, people focus on. Yeah. And we'll do a highlight. Yep. And uh, try to get you some some new blood. <laughs> and if you don't want to, that's cool, too, because we're not doing it with our SG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just trying to get a little vibe out there for people, trying to find out what would make it more interesting for you guys and mm-hmm. share the love yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> And we got to kind of pick a weekend or try and figure out, and I'm guessing it would be probably a Saturday or a Sunday right. for us to do our, our in-game meetup. Yeah. So if you guys could take a moment, shoot an email, a voicemail, a comment, yeah. let us know if a Saturday or Sunday would look best for you. Because I'm thinking we could pick a Saturday or Sunday in yeah, March. And so you would send that to an email with that information to cohpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or leave a comment on the site at cohpodcast.com. I got a thumbs up because I didn't say the other one. <laughs> or you could call our voicemail at 206-338-2911. All right. So that's it for us this week. Thanks for sitting through the long app. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Good hunting, heroes. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. <laughs>